Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kali. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kali, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kali. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Gary Lipsky uh, to our podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, Gary. Thanks for having me, Sakar. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, Gary is with uh, APT Capital. Uh, their group does uh, lots of deals uh, in Tucson, Phoenix uh, submarkets. And uh, he's currently into several deals uh, and their asset value currently is at uh, 17 million. Um, their mission is to improve lives of tenants and the communities around them. Uh, Gary focuses on a lot on improving the asset management quality and reporting for the investors. Uh, Gary has been an entrepreneur throughout his life. Uh, he's done uh, several companies uh, successfully and has also started a nonprofit. So uh, quite a versatile ca career, uh, Gary. So would appreciate, uh, you know, just share some background in terms of, uh, you know, how, how you got started and how you came to the syndication business. Yeah. Uh, you said I've been on here my whole life. So um, I've always been, been good with numbers and take action. And, um, you know, I've been investing in real estate, you know, since 2002, I, I, you know, I bought a house and not, right, so I got used to like looking at something and knowing, Oh, I could, you know, for, for 25,000 or 50,000, I could improve this and make it worth so much. And, and we kind of leapfrog, you know, improved our, our houses. At and, um, so that gave me some good experience on, on numbers sure. and how to quit and work with contractors. And I had sold the business at the end of 2016 and got into real estate full-time. That, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I had a lot of real estate and I, I liked their lifestyle. I liked the creative side of real estate and business side. And uh, multifamily really spoke to me because I was able to use my experience of running businesses it's like running a franchise. So mm -hmm. um, I invested in other people's deals. I immersed myself and, and educated myself as much as possible. And I, you know, attend and, and, and read as much as I can, because there's stuff I can learn. And, sure. and that set me, yes. And I took the first step to, we bought a small multifamily property, a 42 unit, mm -hmm. um, that was a $1.7 million purchase. And then, uh, Within six months later, we bought a, a, a building that's a little over 15 million with 128 units. So wow, mm -hmm. um, you, can, you can scale quickly, um, and it's just applying, you know, the things that I've done in the past. Sure, sure, makes sense, makes complete sense. Um, so, Gary, how did your first deal came about in terms of like, you know, how did you find it? Uh, and perhaps I'd sometimes like to go back as well as to, uh, you know, what different things you did in terms of, let's say. Uh, checking on different uh, areas or submarkets, as we like to call it, uh, you know, give us some take on uh, how you go about all of that. 
Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, for, for Kyle and I, we, we focus on for the most part. We want to be experts in those markets and not be, you know, um, a shotgun approach where we're looking at all different markets. Sure. You can't get what's going on there. You know, I read Phoenix Business Journal every single day. Mm-hmm. In, those, in those two markets, you know, what we saw was tremendous job growth, tremendous population growth. Um, tremendous rent growth. So these are the things that 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 feed by, uh, when you buy a multifamily property. And you want to, sure. you know, um, they're barely on Phoenix. They're building us, but still, um, they're not building as much as the population growth. So they're they're underbuilt. So we know it's um, it's a it's a market. So we're going to pay a premium for that, but um, you know, we're going to have maximum occupancy for the most part, which, um, which is great that, you know, when, when COVID hits or not that, you know, there's still plenty, plenty of rent, rent action, you know, we're still renting units up, you know, sure. during mm-hmm. these times. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, building broke relationships is so important. In the beginning, you you don't have anything to to go by, but if if the brokers are seeing you being diligent and going out there and talking about what you liked about a property, what you didn't, they'll they'll you'll build some trust, you know. And, and sure. after you get mm-hmm. your first deal, it, it becomes a heck of a lot easier. Sure, sure. Now, Gary, um, this is where I think uh, a lot of I think uh, things we need to maybe perhaps focus upon is like building the broker relations, right? Uh, Give us some uh, idea about, you know, how did you find the brokers? What uh, what sort of activities you did to, you know, kind of build that rapport and uh, kind of build that trust factor and kind of give them the certainty that, yes, you are a closer and they should, you know, definitely, uh, you know, look forward to giving you deals and, uh, you know, kind of understand what, what your group is specifically looking for. You know, I, I started building the, the broker list off of LoopNet. I saw, you know, who was doing uh, a lot of deals in, in, the, in the units that I was looking for and the types of units. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started expanding that list and, and reaching out to a lot of different brokers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when you're going out there and you, you could talk a decent game about, you know, what you're looking for and, and, and know uh, in, intelligently, you know, and communicate that to the broker, then they'll start building some trust, you know, and sure. obviously mm-hmm. I tell them a little bit about my background of being success, a successful business person. Um, but, you know, obviously in the beginning, um, there is a learning curve and, and that's okay. Sure. You know, anything you do, you're not going to be perfect from the beginning, but uh, sure. you be persistent and, um, yeah, and then you start building a rapport. Not, there are certainly brokers I did not hit it off with, but other brokers I, I did. And, and you right, right. back and um, being diligent. And um, so we, we found this property because we were the first ones to look at it. We had a jump, you know, we called the broker, Hey, we're going out there. And this is Kyle and his wife found this one. And um, uh, the broker's like, I just got the keys. You know, if you're going to be here, let's, let's check it out. And, sure. and they mm-hmm. did. And um, you know, got a jump on the underwriting and um, we were able to make a, a, uh, an offer that uh, that they liked, and um, certainly they they didn't fully trust us, you know, as 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 newbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, you you 
you, you explain all the reasons why you're going to make a good buyer and it's going to be as smooth as possible. And, you know, and we made a good buyer. We, we closed when we said we were going to close and um, we did everything that we were supposed to do. Sure. Now in the broker world, um, Gary, we know that, uh, you, you know, you have the president, vice president, you have associate brokers and things like that. So what is your strategy that are you going to perhaps like a VP level broker or you guys start with like a associate broker who is more hungry and open uh, on schedule to show you deals? How, how do you go about that? Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't worry too much about title, but certainly yeah, if you, you start with the associate brokers, that's a good way to start getting in with them. It's like the, the secretary in the office, you know, the doorkeeper, <laughs> the, you know, right. the gatekeeper. <laughs> so right. good, good place to start um, because you got you got to start somewhere. And certainly the, uh, you know, the president, the VP, the VP, the big dog is um, won't show you much time in the beginning, but um, once you close your first deal, like I said, then, then it starts opening up a lot. More sure. 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 Now let's talk about your first deal. Like how many units purchase price, uh, you know, what condition was it? Was it like a C, a C deal, B, a B, a B class deal? Give us some details on that. Yeah, it was a, a 42 unit, 39,000 a door. I mean, nice. I I could, you know, buy like 10 of those, you know, now, you sure. know, but Absolutely. yeah, can't find it. Um, it. It looked like an old motel, you mm -hmm. know, not sexy at all. Um, mm -hmm. But, but those are the ones that, that interest us, the ones that don't look, that good but have good bones you know a good sure. paint job and then boom you know you can raise the rents quite a bit you know and that's what we did we changed out the doors they had um sliders as front doors which is wow hmm. um, so we changed out the doors we did a paint job um which is was our our, our big you know um uh rehab sure. and and that changed everything you know we were able to push rents um 40 percent uh, and, and most of the people actually ended up staying because they liked, you know, what we did and, and the rents were well below market rent. So, mm -hmm. um, they were very pleased and, and decided to stay when we started doing interior renovations as well, mm -hmm. um, uh, paint, um, some stainless steel appliances and, and, and whatnot, but not, not, not too much, you know, just a few thousand dollars. Uh, the Tucson market doesn't require a really high end finish, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're um, refinishing the countertops. Um, we do kind of a, um, a, a like a pseudo backsplash with like this plastic uh, uh, stick on. Um, mm -hmm. So nothing, nothing too high end, and that's for our, our even our platinum um, edition. Uh, but yeah, we it's been it's been a home run uh, from the beginning, and uh, we actually have a, a couple offers right now to to sell it. So we'll we'll see if. Um, if we could finalize a, um, a price that we all agree on, then uh, it'll be a, it'll be a home run for our investors. In, in nice, uh, nice, a little mm -hmm. under a year and a half. Wow, that's that's fast. Now, uh, Gary, what were what was like the unit mix and perhaps uh, you know the average rents and uh, what was the rent before and how much you were able to push up to? Yeah, these were small units. It was half studios and half. Um, one by one. So real mm -hmm. small. And, uh, but there's a lot of need for that there. Sure. And, and, and the rents were really low. I believe, I mean, the studios were average about 400 and the one bedrooms were about uh, 500 and, and we've pushed it without rubs. And so we've added rubs 
and we've pushed the rents. We keep pushing them, so I don't even remember where we're at, but I think we're at about 700 for the nice. for the one plus ones and about uh, 635, I believe, for the uh, for the studio. So we we pushed it quite wow. a bit. Quite a bit. Wow, quite a bit. We're at, we've been at you know cl or close to a hundred percent occupancy uh, pre-leased, you know. Mm -hmm. So each sure. time we get it, you know, we talk to our property management. Time to raise the rents. <laughs> <laughs> That's always nice to hear. That's always nice to hear. Uh, now, uh, speaking of the value adds, I mean, you shared a lot of things about, you know, the painting, the, uh, you know, all the different uh, interior amenities and all that you did, right? Uh, how much was the budget? Like, uh, how much did you spend per, uh, per unit, per door, perhaps? Huh? Yeah, yeah. So we budgeted um, a little over 300000 Mm -hmm. And we've only spent half of that, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. um, we just haven't had, uh, you know, some people have stayed in their unit and we, we you know, we didn't upgrade that unit. Mm -hmm. um, and we just didn't need to do as much work as we thought. You know, you always want to have that buffer, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had extra for roofing and HVAC because certainly... Um, your reserves will not will not be able to cover it if you have a problem. So we we over budgeted, and we, we always would rather be conservative. Um, and the units, um, I think it was uh, from two to three thousand dollar range. You know, depending upon um, how sure, much. Sure, what what you're doing, right, 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 makes what, sense. What size? Um, but you know, our maintenance guy was doing most of the turns, quite honestly. You know, so that that saves a good amount of money. True, true, very true, very true. When you don't have to involve other subcontractors and you can get the work done through your normal folks is always a huge plus for sure. Uh, now, Gary, uh, how about your second deal came about? From what I understand, you were able to close the second deal as well uh, uh, in a rapid succession. Yeah, yeah. So we found the next deal a couple of weeks after we, we closed on this one. Mm -hmm. One of the guys that um, partnered with us had done a deal with this broker before he sent mm -hmm. it to him, but he has a full-time job. He didn't have time. So uh, Kyle quickly underwrote it. It looked good. He texted me. He's like, we're going to Phoenix tomorrow. So <laughs> uh, I said, sure, let's do it. So uh, we, you know, we left at, uh, I don't know, it was like probably 4am because we were the first, we were there at 9am the next day before it was going to go uh, live to everyone else. So uh, we liked what we saw, you know, we walked all the comps, we adjusted our underwriting while we're, you know, driving back and, you know, we made a preemptive offer so that we didn't get into a bidding war. You know, when you get in a bidding war, you, you're, you're typically, if you win, you've overpaid, you know? Sure, sure, um, sure. So we wanted to be aggressive uh, and, and take it down without going there. And, and we got to uh, an agreement with the, um, with the, with the seller. We turned it an LOI. Um, and, uh, we went, you know, we went from there, but certainly there was, there was a lot of hiccups along the way. It was not smooth sailing. The seller never gave his lawyer the LOI. So we got a contract that looked nothing like what we had agreed to. So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, you know, we called the broker up and like, you know, you, you've got to fix this. This is ridiculous. So, you know, we didn't, you know, we, for a, a couple of times throughout the deal, we thought the deal was going to be dead, but um, we kept it alive. And, um, you know, we've been very happy that we, we closed on it. It's going to, it's going to do very well. Uh, how many, that, how many units and what was the purchase price on that, Gary? Yeah. 128 units, 72% are two bedroom, 
uh, one bath, and then um, the other 28% are one bed, one bath. Mm-hmm. Um, we paid about 118 a door. So mm-hmm. uh, the final purchase price was uh, 15 million point one five. So sure. 150,000. I see. I see. Now you went from a smaller deal to a much larger deal uh, very quickly, Gary. How, uh, I mean, how did you materialize uh, the f- uh, financing, the equity raise and things like that? Was that something uh, you had a lot of passive investors already lined up or how, how, how did that, uh, uh, you guys manage all that? Yeah, we, we did have, you know, as we were, you know, building our own brand and, and people liked what we were doing, uh, and we're more interested. We we did have a, a much bigger capacity to raise money, but we also brought in some other partners that uh, helped us not only with the capital raising, but uh, uh, you know other pieces as far as one had a construction background, one had a, a background in, in in marketing. So they, you know they did other things besides capital raise. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's the power of team, you know, we're absolutely, to absolutely pull our resources together and, and take down a, a much bigger property and get economies of scale. Sure. Sure. Why not? And was that a B class deal, a C class deal? How was it? Uh, C class property that we hope is going to turn into a, a B class neighborhood. There's a B class building that sold down the street for um, 173 a door a few months wow. ago. Wow. So we love that because we paid 118. Right, right. Nicer building, but we, we do believe and, and our property management believes our neighborhood is turning into a B class. So maybe by the end of our, our, our business plan, it will, it will be that. But we didn't underwrite that for that. We still underwrote for a, a C class conservatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if, we, if it turns into a B class, then this thing is, is a home run. Nice, nice. I mean, definitely from 118 to 173, I mean, there's a huge spread. And even if you don't get to 173, but if you can get as much closer, boy, that is that is a sweet deal. Uh, what about any value adds uh, or anything in the, your second deal? How did you manage all that? Yeah, so on this uh, one, we we're working on the interiors. Um, we're we're going to do a, a paint job as well for the whole the whole place because we really believe the exterior is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people aren't as focused as their interior as, as they are the exterior. It, you know, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, definitely working on, on that, adding some amenities. So there was a, um, a big playground set. Uh, so what we did is um, we kind of moved it over, built, um, uh, added a dog park, uh, added some more lighting uh, throughout the building. And, uh, you know, keeping the, keeping the place clean because it wasn't as clean as before. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we're starting to get you know above pro forma rents, which is uh, fantastic. You know, we still have a ways to go on our on our renovations. Sure. Uh, but um, now, oh, and we're actually adding uh, washer dryers to ninety of the units. Wow, that's a huge value add for sure. Yeah. So you're talking a fifty to seventy five dollar rent pump per per unit. So absolutely, absolutely, and probably just pays that off within six months. I mean. Uh, more or less, you know, just the cost of washer dryers and stuff, yeah. basically. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, sort of taking over the properties, uh, Gary, uh, are you keeping the same property management that was existing or are you bringing in uh, someone else? Uh, how are you managing that aspect? Yeah, we brought, a, we brought in a new company. We, we hired the person that was already there. Um, 
it didn't work out. We had a feeling it wasn't going to work out, but we wanted that um, consistency in the beginning. <laughs> but again, you know, you 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 know, we fire fast. You know, it wasn't working out. Let's move on. Um, we had the same property management company as our, our first property. We really like working with them. They have a very strong team. So if someone's sick or quits or whatnot, someone else is there to replace them. So we never have a an open spot where, sure. um, you know, we're desperate for for staffing, you know, and things right. like going downhill. Right, um, right. Which is nice. Right, right. Now, uh, give us a sense, uh, Gary, that uh, what it takes to fire someone, meaning what what trends are you seeing or what sort of uh, inklings you are seeing? Uh, and then you say that, hey, we got to pull the plug and change this. Can you maybe give some ideas as to how did that went down? Yeah, you know, having run many businesses before, you, you have to make sure that you've given them every chance to succeed, uh, making sure you've you know, they, they understand uh, your expectations and that you've given them feedback. And if they're still not hitting those marks, then, you know, it's, it's, it's time to let them go. But, you know, we weren't um, leasing as, as fast as we wanted to. And we knew based on the comps in the area that they were leasing, you know, faster than us. Uh, the paperwork just wasn't clean. You know, we never could get a, um, you know, when we got our weekly report, it just wasn't matching up right. And so, you know, we can't do our job if, if she's not doing her job correctly. So it was, you know, she came from a small company where it was a little bit more, um, uh, less oversight. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we have a, a lot of oversight. We don't micromanage, but we want to make sure we get all the reports, you know, trust, but verify. Sure. everything and we weren't able to so we just decided it was best to go in a different direction sure sure now uh, that leads into a natural question uh, there gary is that what sort of metrics and kpis you are tracking uh, typically on a weekly basis uh, whether that's your asset management calls or your uh, capex reporting things like that obviously rent collection mm -hmm. uh debt you you're you're tracking as a month goes along um and you know that first you know five days is, is is critical you want you know we were training people in the beginning to start paying on time because in the past you know they were paying yeah the third week the fourth week whatnot mm -hmm. you had to retrain them and we're monitoring all that making mm -hmm. sure we're improving every month we're also improving the whole leasing process up between uh people when they call in and they're interested to doing a tour to submitting an application um, to uh, submitting an application and to uh, getting it leased up. And you want to track that, you know, along the way to make sure there's no bottlenecks. Um, sure. Hmm. We thought for us, um, we had a lot of interest, you know, let's say two, you know, 20 people a month were interested, but we're only converting one lease uh, uh, a month in the beginning sure. or, or one, one lease a, a week. And hmm. so, we went through the whole list with our, our, our team and said, well, we need to keep converting more and more people along the way so that we have, you know, four leases a month, you know? Sure. So we, we talked about that process and, and, and how to improve it. And uh, we've definitely gotten um, a lot more results that way as well. I, I see. Now, um, definitely as part of leasing, you know, you're obviously, uh, you know, doing the advertising and, you know, getting a lot of leads and things like that. How have you improved the advertising and marketing of the property? Yeah, we, we have a couple of, um, 
you know, um, ways that we do that. And, and just because it works in Tucson, doesn't work in Phoenix, doesn't, you know, doesn't work in Dallas. Every market is different. Sure. So sure. Test that to see what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll also uh, secret shop our properties on a consistent basis and say, mm -hmm. Hey, you didn't call back or this, uh, you sent a generic email and you need to personalize this. And we, we keep giving feedback so that we can improve the processes along the time. We want to make sure it's, it's a quick call back, a quick uh, email back, uh, multiple ways that we're communicating with a potential um, tenant because mm -hmm. uh, there's a very short window. Uh, and so you want to make sure that you, you grab them where you can before they find the next place. Right, right. Completely agree. I mean, there are just so many options. Uh, I mean, right at the, I mean, nowadays everybody's doing things mobile. I mean, you know, it's, it's either a click here or a click there and you're, you're either it's your property or your competitor's property for sure. So uh, now a couple of last questions, Gary, uh, as seasoned as you are and uh, you have networked with a lot of folks now, uh, give us, uh, you know, some of your best advice as to, you know, what have you learned from others or things that kind of keep you in check and in discipline uh, sort of on a daily basis? Yeah, you know, you have to keep a level head. There's going to be highs and lows always. Um, so, you know, it's a long-term investment. You know, treat everyone with respect. Keep learning. You know, there, you know I learn things from experts and I, lead, I learn things from beginners that are thinking outside the box or doing something different. So you never know when a great idea is going to come from and be sure. open to that, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's not always about the bottom line. You know, you have to, you know, like I said, treat people with respect and that includes tenants and, and it'll pay back uh, tenfold. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, I, I, I am myself uh, during the day, a property manager uh, at times and, you know, interacting with tenants, contractors, or either lenders and things like that. I, I think what goes around comes around. So couldn't, couldn't agree more. So it's been wonderful, Gary. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, please uh, share with our listeners uh, how they can uh, find you and learn more about your company and everything. Yeah, uh, I'm on social media. Uh, definitely reach out. I love talking real estate. My email is glipsky, L-I-P-S-K-Y at aptcapitalgroup.com. And you can check out information on our uh, virtual asset management summit at amssummit2020.com. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. You are, and your group is doing wonderful things. So you are a man to follow. Uh, thank you for coming on, Gary. Uh, listeners of the podcast can also log on to premiumcashflow.com, uh, where we have many articles and expert guests uh, that come on the podcast. Uh, so there's always a room to learn. If you're interested to, uh, you know, uh, learn about the opportunities or how to passively invest, uh, we also have opportunities uh, pr pretty much on a monthly basis nowadays. Uh, so you can uh, log on and uh, click to on invest with us and we, got, we can jump on a short phone call to understand what, uh, you know, what interests you have and what sort of markets you're looking to invest. So uh, it's, it's been wonderful, Gary. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I would look forward to, you know, hosting you on a future podcast uh, to talk about some of the more deals that your group is doing. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. <music>